Good evening, everyone. This is Tala with Drive Through Therapy. Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight on another episode. And as always, I'm grateful for your support. And thank you for the emails or specifically people that send emails and share with me where they're at in their journey. I love to hear what you got going on. I like to hear how you are uh, perhaps even using the episodes or what you've gathered from them or insight you've gained. Sometimes I, I just don't really end up knowing how this impacts other people, but I love to hear how you perceive some of these episodes and, and how they would have helped you if, if, if they did at all. I'm grateful when I get those uh, emails because they just inspire me. They keep me going and hey, I admit it, uh, <laughs> I need to keep going. <laughs> Tonight, the major topic that I have going on here is setting goals and specifically understanding why, according to a university study from the University of Scranton, 92% of people that make goals, and I think they, they mean it for the New Year's, but 90, 92% of people that make goals do not achieve their goal. Tonight, we're going to talk about the important things that you guys need to know within yourself on making goals and why you might be stuck not achieving a goal. I really want to talk about motivation first. Desire, libido is another way to say that in psychology, but I'm going to keep it with just the desire to do something, the motivation for something. There are specifically two types of motivation. One is an external motivation. A uh, source of source of motivation would be like, let's see, uh, money, sex, power. Let's see, money. <laughs> Did I say money already? Uh, just those are simple things: uh, b- belonging, relationships, uh, prestige, and image to build. All those are external types of motivators, right? They're things that you can actually visibly see. And because you visibly can measure and see, it seems like a very good motivator, right? If I go to work, I get money. And when I don't go to work, then I am more than likely going to see that in my paycheck in reduction, and that will not be a motivator anymore, or actually might motivate, I don't know, for some people. But you'll see that an external motivator is pretty measurable. That's how you know it's a motivator. So even power, when I say power, I really mean in the physical sense, okay? Physical power or power within finances, uh, as in um, money, wealth, that kind of thing. That's what I mean by power. Because it also can be the other type, can be in the other type of motivation, which is an internal motivation. So people can have an internal and an external. An internal motivation really is something that could be spiritual, that could be let's say a conscience, internal motivator could be also a power, a sense of power. You just want the outcome of power over people influence that's considered an internal motivator, but you can also see that in the physical world because you can actually see that you are influencing others as well. (sighs) Internal motivations usually are not as, how do I put it? are not as successful in motivating people. Um, generally speaking, they require more work from us because they're a lot more abstract. For example, the motivation to 
forgive or for using forgiveness as a motivation. You really have to do some internal work on that. It's not measurable that you would, at least you would not be aware of how you would measure that. And so it kind of be confusing. Spirituality, the same idea. You can, if you're more spiritually in tune, you can f- see that you're upgrading spiritually in certain areas in your life, but you will not visibly see it and it will not be visibly, um, apparent to other people. Not, not usually, not usually. It's all internal motivations. Internal motivations and external motivations usually have a root in all of us. But a lot of us, those 92 percenters, I imagine perceive their motivation would be an external. The thing about an external motivation is that because it is external of us, it is not guaranteed to be constant. I could get laid off from work. My wife could leave me so there'll be no longer uh, any uh, attachment or anybody that I can depend on, um, love, sex, whatever that we want from a relationship. Uh, that may also go along with the relationship. So an external motivator is not constant. So that's why individuals really, the average individual, right? 92 percenters usually respond mostly to external motivators. When the average person wants to lose weight, they often give up quickly simply because they do not see progress, visible progress, physical progress right away. And so they will give up on that. The idea, the abstract idea that it is for a long term and that that desire to change something uh, and is going to benefit the long term is really not a way that a person who's used to external motivators only, or much, you know, most of the time, it, they're not really going to find that desirable. They're going to give up too quickly because it's not fast enough and they don't see a physical change, a measurable change. Now you're wondering, well, how about people that are internally motivated? We are going to assume that'll be the 8% of the population that was tested by the University of Scranton. But those 8%ers, I would say, that's a small percentage of people that are uh, internally motivated. And because it is such a rare thing, it's such a rare thing that people are internally motivated, it is not often that people... Uh, tend to accomplish goals because people that are internally motivated have certain things that they do, you know, that they do on the inside. And today I'm going to show you some of the things that people do on the inside to achieve their goals. <laughs> it's the best way to say that. And it might even be things that you have known already, but also I want to make sure that I add things that, man, almost seems like counterintuitive from what you've already learned. Let's see what happens once I start this thing and and kind of tell you all about it. So tonight I want to make sure that before I begin anything, uh, talking about how we want to change this, you have to understand the idea of desire, motivation versus expectations. Most people when they look at their goals, they talk about their goal as an expectation that they'd like to meet, right? It's not just a desire. And then the desire is pretty open. It's more like an expectation. They label their goal as a way that it almost sounds a little bit like that 
shaming parent, you know, like you need to lose weight. And even you'll hear it with a person when they talk about it themselves. Uh, they'll, they'll say, you know, I need to lose weight. I'm getting so big and, and I need to lose weight. I'm going to go on a diet, right? Or I'm going to start exercising. But in this case, we're, we're stating an expectation instead of, uh, just talking about this as a desire. Uh, the, uh, it's like an expectation is so, how do I put it? Oh my gosh. It, it's, it has the sound of a critic, a critical parent, a person, a parent that's just has their opinion and is pretty negative and like, you need to lose weight. Are you going to wear that? And that's really how we talk to ourselves. It's almost self-shaming, if not plain old textbook shaming and it slowly deteriorates the spirit and its desire to accomplish things. It simply says the goal as an expectation that needs to be achieved, but it's, it stays stuck there is the way I want to show it to you guys. It's like that expectation stays stuck there. And I measure myself to that expectations. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. I'm still overweight. I'm still, you know, whatever it is that I'm going to judge myself on. I'm still not good enough. I'm still, you know, but I need to get there, but I'm not good enough. I'm, I'm still not good enough. And so you see how that kind of will get stuck in a cycle of shaming, a cycle of labeling the expectation over and over again, but never quite expanding on that. That's why when we say a goal, we really have to be careful what we're doing. So for example, another way to, to another goal that I want to mention is that I want to, I want to go to school. I haven't gone to school and everybody around me is going to school. I'm the one who hasn't finished. I have never finished. I got to go to school. And, and it's like, I got to go. It's like, there's an expectation there. Again, sounding like the opinionated parent. Everybody else is going and you're not going. You haven't finished your degree yet, right? And it's, they're sounding off in your mind. And people think that that's a goal. They're stating it like it's a goal, but it's not really a goal. It's like a, a, a shameful set of expectations that come from very old beliefs that we've probably grown up with. We've had that parent, if we sound off like that. Critical parent that was highly opinionated. Nothing's ever good, good enough for them. Something like that. They, they must have said it something like that. And even if you didn't, you would have gathered that somehow, you know, from other people talking this way. We are all conditioned human beings. We, we cannot go this far in life without having to carry a baggage of social conditioning, you know, childhood conditioning. And we are going to respond on these beliefs until we check them, until we bring them into our conscious awareness and then take a look at them. And that's what we're doing tonight. Take a look at how you talk to yourself. Are you stating your goals as an expectation? Well, that right away is like uh, messing up the vibe here for you. It's just going to tear you down because now you're, you're on the inside, not motivating yourself internally. There's no internal motivation. There's no softening the resistance to that. It's just simply shaming you to do whatever it is that you want to accomplish. I haven't done it yet. I should do it by now. It's, you know, it's already been years and I haven't done it yet, you know? And so that's how you're kind of stating it. So internally, it's not sounding so great. Externally, of course, it's going to match your in. External and external here, there's going to be, uh, also a lot of resistance in performing the tasks needed. I might not go exercise because internally I'm not sounding 
motivated within me to do something about it. It might be created out of shame, guilt. This is not going to be sustained too long. You will not see it externally manifest for too long or in a consistent manner. That's why I want to get people out of this. It's not uh, relevant to us anymore to continue to shame ourselves. 92% of people are not achieving goals that they want to achieve. That can be corrected. So tonight I want to talk to you guys about how we can correct that. So talking about internal and external motivation, I want us to understand that they work well together. They're not isolated from one another. And sometimes I even describe it like they could be isolated from one another, but they're, they're really not. They, they, we are internal conscious beings that manifest in the physical world. If we are not in tune with that, if we're not in tune that we are first and foremost conscious beings and handle ourselves that way, then uh, you're not going to see it manifest with consistency outside in a physical world. So now let's talk about desire. I need to talk about desire. Another way that Freud may have called it is libido, but it's, it's basically the desire to achieve something. Expectation is more like you should be doing something. You see the difference? So the desire to achieve is something we are all born with and the human spirit, you can see it flourish in the physical world when it perceives itself uh, with a state of non-resistance, which eventually leads to inner and outer abundance. We have plenty of what we need and there's no resistance there. We want the, the least amount of resistance possible when it comes to our internal motivation. When we say we should do something, we should do something, we're basically going to start the cycle of shame. So I should lose weight. I should be losing weight because I'm overweight and I haven't been losing. I'm going to go on a diet. That cannot be a motivator. That's going to motivate you too long because again, it's not self-nourishing. It simply will deteriorate you piece by piece. You'll punish yourself and you'll stop going to the gym or doing anything nice. Even food you'll eat, uh, you know, with this need to punish yourself. So how do we make sure that when we state our goal, we're really darn aware of how we're doing it? Well, I want goals or the desire to do something, to achieve something. I want that to be, man, I want, it'll include fantasy. That's number one. So what I mean by fantasy or visualization is another way to say that is that we want to visualize what it would look like for us when we're doing the thing that we do. We want to visualize how we're doing it effortlessly. And when we start having opinions about ourselves doing it, I need us to kind of start removing that as well, really acknowledging that it's there and interrupt it. However you want to interrupt it. The idea is that I want us to be doing things without self-judgment. The self-judging part, that's the part that kills us piece by piece. It just deteriorates the human spirit. And there goes your motivation. So in order for us to expand, basically expand our desire, we got to use language, especially in our fantasy, in our visualization, uh, not just language, but visualization of non-resistance. I'm just doing the thing I, I do. 
I'll give you an example. When I was about 16 years old, I remember seeing this speaker come into, to, into high school, I think it was. And, uh, she was, she was dressed in a pencil skirt and a blazer and she had this lovely haircut and, and, and I never forgot her. I thought in part of my visualization, I thought that's what I wanted to look like when I'm walking down a hallway and I'm dressed that way. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but in my mind, that fantasy, that image, that visualization was, it had a, a, but lack of a better way to say that, but a sexiness to it, a spice to it. We need that in our visualization. We need that in our desire that another way to say that is also passion, a passion for something. You know, it's, if it's not attractive to us, <laughs> we won't really start working towards that goal, man. Passion is a map, my friend, is a map in your world. So that's where we want to use passion is, is in our ability to make goals for ourselves. A lot of us use shame. We might use fear as a motivator, but we really want to use, in this case, you know, things to spice it up, to create a desire within us. You know, why do people accomplish things that are just specific, visualize specific things that we can hold on for a while. We don't know where we're going with it, but eventually it ends up somewhere. So that visualization I had of me walking down a corridor uh, with my pencil skirt and my blazer, and I just, you know, doing whatever it is, I did, that actually did end up happening. And I remember walking down that corridor and thought, oh man, I visualized this. And it took me a while to understand what I was doing because look, it's not just wearing a blazer, but what kind of jobs have you wear a blazer? What kind of thought patterns does a person who wears a blazer and a pencil skirt, what kind of thoughts do they have? What types of things do they accomplish? What fields of work do they work in? And so my imagination kind of exploded and expanded on that. And I held on to that vision for a while, of course, until it led me to, to that vision. And, and, you know, and from that, I expanded to go into, and then I expanded to a different vision, if one would say. So passions in your life will change. Goals will change. We really cannot go too far without this image, without this visualization. And this visualization cannot be, it's not using shame. It's not saying I'm not there yet. It's like being curious almost about this fantasy that I had in my head. Be Like I said, being curious what this person did, what she did, what she loved, what she thought was valuable in her world. I, I was fascinated. I was inspired and that vision kept, kept me good, going good for a while. You know, I ended up getting a degree and following a path that was glittery to me. It's just sh- shown really bright. We need those experiences. That's desire. That's desire. That's passion for something. There's no resistance in the image in my head. All there was was curiosity, was an, a, an apparent sexiness to it. Again, it's like the best way to describe that for me. It's just a little bit of spice in there that we need. So this way we can find it attractive to move forward. I remember when I was in the military and I was going to uh, technical school and I had to actually like exercise quite a bit. I, I had to 
run, I don't know how many miles, but then if I, if I would have kept the goal in my head that I have to run the certain amount of miles because I have to pass this test and da, 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 that's not a motivator. <laughs> that actually would make me so afraid. I would, you know, step in my own way. So I started imagining myself like running, running, running and being able to wear a bathing suit and enjoy myself in a bathing suit. And it was just a sexy image in my head and a freeing image almost. And sure enough, that kept me going. There was no shame. It wasn't saying like, I will never wear a bathing suit or it's never gonna, it's like, it, it was like a beautiful freeing idea that it's going to look great in that bathing bathing suit and it's going to feel good and you know I'm going to feel proud of it and and uh, it's nice it was it was really a nice visualization at the time and so that goal went from I got to pass this or I'm going to be sent back home and I'll be dishonorably discharged and it's <laughs> can you imagine like that would just fear driven motivation here and I don't want that fear driven internal motivation again desire passion um excitement again a little bit of sexiness is good too visualize that for you so that's the most important thing is how you visualize it Second thing is probably also mentioned in between the first thing is the language in which you use. Those are all connected to one another. Your visualization is a form of expression within you. Language is a form of expression within you and, and as well as outside of you. We vocalize to other people. So it's pretty damn important what we say about our goals. When we look at the language in which we use our goals, again, watch for the shaming Watch for that disapproving parent that you may have inside of you uh, that tells you, you should be, you should know better, that kind of motivates you out of guilt and shame. Again, your human spirit, we know that cannot be inspired with guilt and shame, cannot be motivated for too long with guilt and shame without deteriorating you. So if we want to accomplish goals on the inside, we got to re-visualize an outcome. Make it an outcome that motivates you to keep running, to keep going forward. Not the outcome of weight loss, because if you can't do that outcome, then it's just going to be full of shame. But the outcome of, I feel good about myself every day. Um, every day I enjoy the changes that happen within, with my breathing, the changes that happen with my ability to build endurance. I can feel that. I can, I even know it's there, uh, if I'm looking for it. So it's not just about, I get to shed the pounds and, and that's the only time I know that my work is no, but it's about the process of it, the passion of doing it, learning about nutrition, learning about eating, and eating in a way that inspires you, finding how different cultures eat, what types of things everybody else does that could be interesting to you. Expand, become curious about just what it is that you're looking at, what it is that you want to achieve. Become curious. That goal needs to be set with the least amount of resistance, with a motivator that inspires, that connects with your highest self on the inside, the most conscious self, 
part, the, the most in tune part of you. That's where we want it to connect from. And the highest self within does not shame you, does not guilt you. It inspires you. And so add the passion and the curiosity to your goal. Take a look at that goal again that you want to achieve. For example, if I want to go back to school and I want to get a degree, I really want to think, especially about a degree, it's a long-term process. So the motivator truly has to be internal, friends, because you're going to get that degree or even that job that comes with the degree until you're done with the degree. <laughs> you won't really see a lot, but you see a lot of tests and you'll see a lot of um, reports that you have to do and a lot of work. So us saying that the motivation there is, I got to finish this degree. It's not a good enough motivator. You got to, again, bring back the sexy in there. You got to bring back the passion. Bring back the curiosity in this goal. I remember focusing mostly not on finishing a degree. It was most most of my focus in undergraduate school was about uh, taking as many fabulous classes that I could take, right? I took courses in playwriting. I took philosophy courses uh, that offered the themes of death and, and um, romantic love. And I took classes on <laughs> how to cut obsidian rock. I took courses that are inspiring in different areas, whether it's astrology or what have you, you know, I dabbled in everything. That was where I focused my excitement. Yeah, I took classes that were required, but in my head, I just like, well, it was connected with the whole environment. I kept it where it's like an environment of knowledge, of inspiration. It included the stuff that was important for me to take as part of the program, but also I added a lot of electives that they also required that were a lot of fun. I wasn't uh, interested in specifically studying something that would just like, uh, you have to be a certain type of profession. No, I was pretty freeing. I studied what I liked and I found it, the topic fascinating. And I took as many courses as I could that were fascinating. Luckily for me, the university I went to had amazing courses. I, I really enjoyed the hell out of undergraduate school. And sure enough, the four years went by and sure enough, we graduated. So, it wasn't about I had to finish, I had to finish, I had to finish, I had to finish. I mean, that wasn't enough for me because I would be in the middle in this case, if I'm just like, I had to finish and that's my goal. Uh, I would be in the middle of the goal and I wouldn't see benefits to it. I'm not finished yet. And I'm always judging that moment because I'm saying I'm not finished yet. I'm not finished yet. So my mind, my psyche will know like, oh my God, you're not done yet. We got to be done. And it's like not enough motivation to nourish the soul. You're a conscious being who has a vivid internal world and it needs to be watered. It needs to be loved and nourished and fed those are the important aspects of humanities that sometimes we dismiss. We dismiss. It's like we think we're robots and get up and do it. <laughs> or we use whatever it is what we've learned. You know, like I said before, the disapproving parent within us that we might have grown up with, we just still have within us. And, and that's not accomplishing much, friends. That's not accomplishing much today to our, uh, to our journey. It's not going to add much. 
So yeah, I, I, I give you examples from my own life because I, th- I was thinking about how many moments in my life where I really expanded on the goal. I became curious and my curiosity, for example, in undergraduate school about other topics, other things. And it wasn't just a focus on like midterms and finals and reports and I got to get done. I got to pass. I got to pass. It was about enjoying myself and somewhere and following my passions, really, really following my passions. And somewhere in the middle of all this, I've finished a degree. Yeah. So that's... I hope this inspires you today. I really hope this inspires you today and go and, and has you kind of walk through your own way of thinking as you are writing down goals or that you're visualizing goals, talking to yourself or talking to others about your goals. Just remember what I talked about today. Re-listen to this if you need it. It's like a little pep talk. It gets you back in realignment to, to whatever it is you want to do. Add the desire, the passion, the curiosity, that childlike innocence, that fantasy. We want to add those things to our goals. We want to add them. People sometimes tell me, Tala, I don't want to, I don't want to fantasize too much about the outcome of some. Don't fantasize about the outcome of it. You don't have to. You could fantasize about what it, you know, what you would look like doing that thing, uh, whatever it is you're doing, how, why you're doing it, the fabulous things that you'd be doing while you're on your way to that goal. You can do visualization or fantasy every step of the way with, so you can get specific the, the closer it is to you. You can get more specific and more specific. But the idea is, like I said, is to be, fantasy-like, but it will be inspiring you. It it still makes you curious about it. It's not as specific. So me imagining myself in high school, being that woman in the, in the blazer and the pencil skirt, walking down the corridor, all professional-like, right? (laughs) Which was a good image to have for a little high school girl. And so later on, it inspired her to see what kind of woman that is. Yeah. We need to start somewhere, friends. We need inspiration, curiosity, passion, even a little sexy in our goals. So I want to leave you to this homework. I want you to do it. Okay. Let's start redoing our goals. Let me know what you guys think of this. Keep sending me those emails, letting me know about your journey. I enjoy the heck out of them. I love them. They inspire me. They keep me going. I know I'm not the only one out there. That's what I, I, I love. I connect with other people. Yeah, great. Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight. I hope this was helpful. I love you guys. And I'm sending you, of course, as always, love and light. And remember, passion is a map. It'll take you anywhere you want to go. This has been an episode of Drive Through.